listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney. Throughout the year, I'm reading and reflecting on the four-volume, over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, head on over to Facebook, and there you'll find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and you'll be able to share your thoughts and reflections with others who are listening and following along. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria teaches how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 281. We are reading from Volume 4, Book 7, Chapter 3, Paragraphs 26 to 31. Chapter 3. Completing the Explanation of the 21st Chapter of the Apocalypse. 26. This holy city of Jerusalem, Mary our Mistress, according to the Evangelist, having the glory of God and the light thereof, was like to a precious stone, as to the jasper stone even as a crystal. From her very beginning, the soul of the Most Holy Mary was filled, and as it were, bathed in new participation of the divinity, such as was never seen or known of any other creature. For she alone was the aurora, sending forth the splendors of the sun, Christ, true God and man, to whom she was to give birth. And this divine light and clearness went on increasing until she reached the highest state, seated at the right hand of her Son on the very throne of the Blessed Trinity, and clothed in the variety of all the gifts, graces, virtues, merits, and glory beyond all creatures. Psalm 44.10 When I saw her in this place of inaccessible light, it seemed to me that she possessed no other splendor than that of God himself, who seemed to communicate it to her from the fount and origin of this immutable being. Through the humanity of his only begotten, the same light and clearness seemed to be both in the mother and the son, each according to their degree, yet in substance seeming one and the same, not found in any of the other blessed, nor in all of them together. In variety, she seemed like jasper, in preciousness, she was inestimable, and in beauty of body and soul, She was like translucent crystal permeated by the very substance of clearness and light. 27. And it had a wall great and high, having twelve gates, and in the gates twelve angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, and on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. The wall which defended and enclosed this holy city of Most Holy Mary was so great and high as his God himself, and all his omnipotence and divine attributes. 
For all the power and greatness of God, his immense wisdom, were called in requisition to fortify, to secure and defend this great lady from the enemies that might assault her. And this invincible defense was redoubled when she descended to live alone in the world, without the company of her divine Son, and to establish the new church of the gospel. For this purpose she held at the disposal of her will, in a new manner, God's own power against all the enemies of the church, visible and invisible. Since, after the foundation of this new city of Mary, the Most High, threw open most liberally all his treasures, and since he wished to call through her all mortals to the knowledge of himself and to the eternal happiness, the Gentiles, Jews, barbarians, without distinction of nationality or estate, therefore he built this holy city with twelve gates, opening up toward all directions of the world. In them he placed the twelve angels, who were to call and invite all the children of Adam, and especially rouse all men to devotion and piety toward their queen. In these gates are also the names of the twelve tribes of Israel, in order that no one might think himself excluded from the sacred refuge of this heavenly Jerusalem, and in order that all might understand that this Most Holy Mary holds their names written in her heart, and intimately connected with the favors she received of the Most High as the Mother of Clemency and Mercy, and not of Justice. 28. And the wall of that city had twelve foundations, and in them the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. When our great mother and mistress was at the right hand of her son and God in the throne of his glory, she offered herself to come back to the world to plant the church. Thereupon the Lord charged her especially with the care of the apostles, and wrote their names in the inflamed and pure bosom of that heavenly instructress, where we would see them written if that were possible to our mortal eyes. Although at that time there were only eleven names of the apostles, that of Matthias was selected beforehand to take the place of Judas. And because upon the wisdom and love of this great lady depended the doctrine, the instruction, and firmness, and entire government, by which we twelve apostles and St. Paul were to found the church, on this account our names are written in the foundation of the mystical city of Mary. For she is to be the mainstay and the groundwork of the holy church and of its founders, the apostles. By her doctrine she taught us, by her wisdom she enlightened, by her charity she inflamed us, by her patience she bore with us, by her meekness she drew us on, by her counsel she governed us, by her advice she prepared us for her work, and by the dispensation of her heavenly powers she delivered us from the dangers. To all she rendered assistance as if there were but one that needed it, and each one she helped as if each were a multitude. To us twelve apostles were these gates opened up, and widely then to all the children of Adam. While our mistress lived, she never failed in protecting each one of us, but remained present with us at all times and places, defending us and protecting us without fail in all our necessities and labors. From this great and powerful queen and through her, we participated and received all the blessings, graces, and gifts of the Most High in order that we might be fit ministers of the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 3.6 For these reasons were our names written in the foundation of the walls of this mystical city, the most blessed Mary. 29. And he that spoke to me had a measure of a reed of gold, to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall. And the city lieth in a four square, and the length thereof is as great as the breadth. 
And he measured the city with the golden reed for twelve thousand furlongs, and the length and the height and the breadth thereof are equal. In order that I might understand the immensity of this holy city of God, the one that spoke to me measured it in my presence. For measurement, he had a hollow cane or reed of gold, which symbolized the deified humanity of the word, with its gifts, graces, and merits, and in which were united the frailty of the human and terrestrial nature, with the precious and inestimable essence of God, exalting the humanity and its merits. Although this measure so greatly exceeds that which it was to measure, namely the Blessed Mary, yet in all the heavens and the earth nothing else could be found to measure the Most Holy Mary and her greatness than her own Son and true God. For all the creatures, human and angelical, were inferior and unsuited to the measurement and exploration of this mystical and divine city. But measured by her son, she was found commensurate with him, as a mother worthy of him, without failing in anything belonging to this dignity. Her greatness was twelve thousand stadia, equal in all its dimensions. Hence it forms a cube proportionate in all its parts. Such was also the proportion and immensity of the gifts of the great queen, so that if the saints each received five or two talents, she received in proportion 12,000 of each gift, reaching immense magnitude, though she was already measured thus when she passed into existence by her immaculate conception and prepared for the mothership of God. Yet she was measured again on this occasion when she returned from the right hand of the eternal son and her dimensions were proportionate to take the place and office of her son and redeemer of the world. 30. And the building of the wall thereof was of jasper stone. But the city itself pure gold like clear glass, and the foundations of the walls of the city were adorned with all manners of precious stones. The doings and the outward behavior of Most Holy Mary, which, like the walls surrounding a city are visible to all, were of such wondrous beauty and variety, that merely by her example she conquered and attracted the hearts of all that looked upon her or conversed with her. By her sole presence, she routed the demons and all his fantastical illusions, and therefore the walls of this city were of jasper. By her conduct and labors, as far as they became known exteriorly, our queen produced more fruits and wrought greater wonders in the primitive church than all the apostles and saints of that age. The interior of this city was of the finest gold of inexplicable clearness, participated from her own son, and so closely resembling the light of the infinite being, that it seemed but the reflex of it. And this city was not only of the finest and most precious gold, but it seemed as of the purest and transparent glass, for she was an immaculate mirror of the divinity, admitting no other image. She was like a crystalline tablet, on which was written the evangelical law. In her it should become known to the whole world. Therefore this tablet was of clear glass, and not of opaque stone, as that of Moses. For one people only, all the foundations of the walls of this great city were of precious stones. For it was founded by the hand of the Most High, who, being rich and powerful, built it without stint or measure, with whatever was most precious, estimable, and secure of all his gifts, privileges, and favors. These were typified by the most solid, rich, beautiful, and valuable stones known among men. Let the tenth chapter of the first book, first part, be consulted. 31. And the twelve gates of the city are twelve pearls, one to each, and every several gate was of one several pearl. 
and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord Almighty is the temple thereof and the Lamb. He that comes to this holy city of Mary and enters through faith, hope, and veneration, piety, and devotion will find it a precious pearl that will make him fortunate, rich, and prosperous in this life, and blessed through her intercession in the next. He will feel no repugnance in entering the city of refuge, because its gates are lovely and desirable, like rich and precious gems. Hence, no mortal will have an excuse if he does not avail himself of the most blessed Mary and of her kindness toward the sinners. For there is nothing in her which is not capable of attracting the soul to her and to eternal salvation. If the gates then are so beautiful and precious to all that approach them, much more beautiful will be the square of the city. For it is of the purest gold and translucent, which signifies her most ardent love and desire to admit all and enrich them with the treasures of eternal happiness. For this purpose she manifests herself to all in the clearest light, and no one will find in her the darkness of deceit or falsehood. And because into this holy city of Mary came God himself, and in a special manner and the Lamb, her own Son in sacramental form, thus filling and occupying her, therefore I saw in her no temple and no propitiatory, except the omnipotent God and the Lamb. Nor was it necessary to build a temple in this city for the ceremonious offering of prayers and petitions, as in other cities. For God himself and her divine Son were her temple, and they were attentive and propitious to all her petitions, prayers, and requests offered for the faithful of the church. This concludes our reading today for day number 281. We've been reading from Volume 4, Book 7, Chapter 3, Paragraphs 26 to 31. In our reading today, we heard these very beautiful lines about the Blessed Mother. And I think they bear repeating something for us to think about for the rest of the day now. For she is to be the mainstay and the groundwork of the Holy Church and of its founders and apostles. By her doctrine, she taught us. By her wisdom, she enlightened. By her charity, she inflamed us. By her patience, she bore with us. By her meekness, she drew us on. By her counsel, she governed us. By her advice, she prepared us for her work. And by the dispensation of her heavenly powers, she delivered us from dangers. To all, she rendered assistance, as if there were but one that needed it. And each one she helped as if it were a multitude. All the beautiful things that Our Lady can do for us. And what else did we hear in our reading that Our Lady can do? She draws people to God. They look at Our Lady and instantly they are caught up in love of God. She conquered and attracted the hearts of all that looked upon her or conversed with her. One of the reasons maybe we're reading this mystical biography of Maria Bagrida is so that we can look to Mary we can see how she magnified God. We can see how she helps us as believers. And then we know why it is that we should love her. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the Mystical City of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.